So uh, we're in week 13 of the COVID lockdown, which also happens to be week 13 of our podcast because we started right when the shutdown happened. You know what I find odd? What's that? Numbers that aren't visible by two. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> so you had another one. What was the other one? Um, 19 and 20 got into a fight. 21. Oh, awful. That's that's <laughs> almost just as bad. Why well, was six afraid of seven? Uh, seven, eight, nine. Gotcha. <laughs> I knew that one. All right, so I guess we'll do our, our little uh, intro, and um, we'll be back in a second. This podcast may not be suitable for children. If you are easily offended or bothered by strong language or dark humor, this may not be the podcast for you. This podcast accepts no responsibility for butthurt feelings or erections lasting longer than four hours. Thank you. Good evening and welcome to What the Was That Podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne. And I'm Jill. And today, we're on week 13 of the What the Was That Podcast. And oddly enough, we're talking about... The number 13. And all the the good and bad and in between. I personally think the number 13 is a glorious number. I wonder why. Um, Happened to be born on the 13th. Friday the 13th. Yes, it was. I guess um, for you it wasn't a bad day. No, but you know, I guess more like the 12th or maybe the 11th was a bad bad day for my birth-bearing mother. Because on her way to the hospital, there was a tornado that went through the little town that she lived in. It blew over or blew down a fence and um, let some cows out on the bridge and she hit one. So there was um, some interesting things happening when you were being born. Yes. So. And I'm I'm just going to throw out there that labor in general is not real fun either. Uh, well, <laughs> I not, was not my problem. So. You was charging out anyways. That's right. I was being evicted, so. So let's talk some about the number 13. Let's do it. Because a lot of people have some strong feelings about that number. Yes, they do. And it happens to be one of what you consider to be your favorite or your lucky numbers. It is. Um, When I played soccer, I had the number 13. And that kind of pushed down to my youngest daughter who played volleyball that has the number 13. And uh, I've always just, that number stuck. I guess maybe because of my birthday. Yeah. We have two 13-year-olds right now. That's we, probably we pretty unlucky. <laughs> and, and one of those is a girl, so we could be experiencing some poltergeist things. Yeah, but she lives with her mama, so she probably has to deal with the poltergeist. Uh, better her than me. Yeah, unless she just brings them when she's visiting. Nah, she can leave those at home. <laughs> so um, part of the reason that the number 13 is considered... 
so unlucky or has the bad stigma around it is that the number 12 was always considered like a, a perfect number. Mathematicians and scientists considered it like the perfect number. And ancient Sumerians developed their numerical system based on the use of 12. And we still use it today for measuring time. Like our day is split into two half days that are 12 hours each. We have 12 months in a year. That kind of thing. And even if you go by the military standard clock, which just goes straight from 0 to 24. 24. Yeah. So... You know, it's still 12. Yeah. So it's it's still a standard, and, and part of the assumption is that 13 kind of lives in that shadow of 12. Kind of like when you've got a really successful older sibling that you live in the shadow of and can't live up to that standard. So, right. you know, number 13 is the younger sibling of 12 that just just can't hang just can't quite get there so i'm gonna go ahead with this pronunciation too because i think you're probably gonna just stare at it <laughs> i really should have listened to it again because i just don't, I don't even remember how to start to pronounce it it's triskaidekaphobia triskaidekaphobia that is fear of the number 13 fear of a number it means people that are literally like will not stay in a room that has the number 13 in it or wouldn't accept a driver or a license plate number because it has a 13 in it. What happens on Friday the 13th? What they do they do? probably lock themselves in their home. Can you get and a... not leave. I wonder if that is a FMLA type thing. I don't know. I took off Friday the 13th one time because we had a really bad Friday the 13th at work. And so the next one I took off. But you don't have tr- triskaidekaphobia. No, I'm just... Well, it was full moon Friday the 13th, too. Two of them in a row. We had one in December, and then there was one in, like, February? No, March, because yeah, it was your it was birthday. birthday. Yeah. yeah, and that was another reason I took off, because it was your birthday. Oh, and the truth comes out. But I, I had decided... Um, after working that one Friday the 13th, it was a full moon that I was never working another one again. And I think it was also a blood moon this time. Yeah, it, it, it was crazy. People who think that the moon doesn't have anything to do with people losing their minds, you're wrong. Fact. So that, that's a fact, huh? It, it is. Well, it says me. I think I'm fixing to share a myth with you. Okay, let's do that. If 13 people eat at the same table... One will die before the year's end. So you don't want 13 people eating together, split up into two tables. That's strange to me. I don't understand how that... Well, I'm, I know we're going to explain how that came about. Right, we are. But um, but to me, it's just weird to me. It's a coincidence. It has nothing to do with the number. And, and I think it comes down to also that you don't want to be that 13th person. Right. Um, which... We'll go back to the reason why this is believed. The Last Supper included 13 people, including Judas Iscariot, said to be the 13th person to arrive and the one who ultimately betrayed Jesus. So basically, if you show up and you're the 13th one to sit down at a table, you're now Judas. 
And who wants to be Judas? Nobody wants to be Judas. At all. Nobody at all. Not even Judas. Judas is like, I don't even want to be me now. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was in the Bible, right? Uh, and thenceforth, Judas, Judas said, Fuck. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. I'm the 13th. Yeah. Jeez. So, you want me to continue on or you want this next one? No, you can go. Okay. Norse, Norse mythology tells that evil and turmoil were first introduced into the world when Loki, the trickster god, was the 13th guest to arrive at a dinner at Valhalla upsetting the balance of the 12 gods already there. I thought that your daughter would like that one since she's a fan of Loki. She loves Loki. So she probably would consider being 13 okay too. Yeah, too bad she will never know about this because my kids don't listen. Shame. And they've been on here. I know, I've had them as guests and they still don't listen. But I think um, that kind of sounded to me like the Garden of Eden story a little bit. Like, you know, evil and turmoil being introduced into the world when Loki showed up as number 13. That before there wasn't evil. Right. And I guess he just pissed everybody else off that he showed up and they were already sitting around the table and had everything arranged all nice and neat. And then Didn't he had to shift down. They had to pull a chair up and... Slide everybody's plates. Yeah, everybody got a smaller portion of mashed potatoes. That's probably it. That's probably it. <laughs> the French theory is that most dinner plates come in sets of 12. So the 13th guest to arrive would have a mismatched plate and feel unloved and come into bad luck. So that was another reason that Loki was just ruining the whole thing because he showed up as number 13 and he had to get the Christmas plate. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And it embarrassed everybody that he had to eat off the Christmas plate and he was feeling like he wasn't special. Because he had the Christmas plate. But you know what's funny? If that happened here, I would literally be okay with giving everybody the matching plates and me getting my plate out of the the cabinet and using it. Yeah, but what if they showed up late? Yeah. Because they were the 13th one to show up, and you already had your plate and f- had it fixed. That's true. So, But... We also don't use matched plates. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> we don't use matched silverware. And and somebody eats off a divided plate for a child. Yeah, it's not for a child. It's a grown-up plate. It's made out of plate stuff and everything. Yeah, it's called plastic. No, it's not plastic. Is it not? No, it's like a real plate. Whatever. I got a set of them for Christmas. All right, so that got the French in their unlucky 13 plate. Yep. Setting. Because that someone had to eat off the Christmas china. Yep. The Christmas china. And I will say our silverware, everyone's just going to feel unloved because I don't think we have matching sets of silverware, period. You know, I make fun of you for your plate. But you have a, I have a fork. Mm-hmm. And you have claimed some plates. You just like to have big enough ones to throw all your food in and stir it up together. Yeah. Casserole's kind of my thing. Yeah. 
Even if it's not a casserole. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do have a fork, and nobody's allowed to use that fork but me. Yeah, and it's the only one like it. Yep. So, some cultures, though, actually considered the number 13 to be lucky. Like, the Egyptians thought it was a lucky number. And Asian cultures, they don't have a problem with the number 13, but they have a, like, similar traditions and fears of the number four because apparently the Chinese words for four and death sound a lot alike. That makes sense. So, but I would have, I think you could run into the number four a lot more in life than 13. Because four is a pretty low number. Like you're going to have four people sitting at a dinner table a lot. But you can't mistakenly say four as death or 13 13 as death. Yeah. Where four you can, and it could be like you're telling somebody's... I'm staying on the death floor. <laughs> right. Or you're you're giving out your phone number, and it's like two, three, death. Yeah. I Six, have, seven, one. I have two deaths in my number. See? <laughs> so I guess, um, but I feel like that'd be a lot harder to avoid. And if you had a fear of the number four, like you're way more screwed than if you have a fear of the number 13. Right, because it only takes one to make the number four. However, weird... The number 13, if you make it into a single-digit number, 1 plus 3 is 4. Yeah. So. There you are. Yeah. Maybe it's the same thing. So, when I was saying you run into the number 4 a lot more, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but hotels and skyscrapers usually skip numbers and don't have a 13th floor. You know, I did know this, and you want to know how I knew this? How? Growing up, back in the, the days of VHS... In our little town here, there was a movie rental store that had a series of movies called The Faces of Death. Oh. And it showed people dying. And you watched this as a child? Uh, Yes, I did. That explains a lot. It showed a person who was going to bungee jump off of a building, which was a big thing apparently back in the 80s. Oh no, I can see where this is going. Yes, they didn't account that you know, when they said that there was it's a 24 story building it's really only 23. Because they skipped the number 13. 13. But they didn't really skip it. No, they just made a 24. Yeah, they just made it 14 instead of 13. Right. And so they're bungee cord was a floor too long exactly 10 foot too long and i can hear it now when they hit the ground like a watermelon yeah yeah um so but that's that's just it they don't really skip it and there's not a floor there that it's just the next floor and they go one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve fourteen fifteen right and Otis Elevators, which I think is one of the leading manufacturers of elevators, I guess, says that up to 85% of elevator panels skip the number 13. Yeah, I don't think I've... We don't stay in a lot of buildings that have super, super... That are too super tall. No. Um, but I don't think I ever recall seeing a, a 13 on the elevators. No. And I wonder if in that number when they're saying 85%, like... My elevator at work has a one and a two. 
they shouldn't count is, that. Is one. that counted, or is it just they're saying eighty five percent that should have a number thirteen? I would think so because that that's falsifying information if you're including two stories right that don't have the opportunity to have thirteen. Yeah. So. I guess the the next part kind of goes back a little bit to what you were talking about with the Last Supper and some more Bible references to the number 13 and why it's considered to be unlucky. Okay. Um, you know, of course, we don't know for sure dates that the Last Supper occurred or anything like that. Right. We just have a, a real good, hopefully, guesstimation. Right. But a lot of, of scholars spend a lot of time trying to date it based on clues that are given about things that were going on and weather and times of year and all that stuff. So there have been a lot of scholars who have dated either the Last Supper or the crucifixion to have occurred on Friday the 13th. Hmm. Interesting. And we know the crucifixion, well, I say we know. We've been told that the crucifixion was on a Friday. Good Friday. So it's very possible that it was a 13th. Why do we call it Good Friday? I don't know. It seemed pretty bad. Yeah. But I think it's because, like, it's good that our sins were cleansed. And or the bridge was mended between man and God so God can no longer be mad at yeah. us. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but it just seems, I don't know. I always wonder that. I'm like, it seems like it was a pretty bad day. Yeah. Well, side note, have you ever noticed on a donkey's back there is a cross? Uh, I think you have pointed that out to me before. And you know why that cross is there? I don't remember. Because a donkey stood in the shadow of Jesus on the cross, and it was oh, left right. on his back. Yeah, the, imp- the impression or whatever. Yep. So, um, some more biblical references to the number 13. Um, it, I guess someone went through and counted up, you know, when the when the Jews were in Exodus from Egypt and wandering through the desert. They murmured against God 13 times. How do we know this? Well, that's what was in the book. Yeah. And you know the number 7 and the number 3 come up a lot in the Bible, and apparently number 13 is something that comes up too, but it's negative. So do you think that that if you just pick something to look for, you're going to find it? Probably. I mean, I just find it strange that you know, like you said, the number seven comes up a lot. So if I wanted to go through and try to find the number 23, which is also another disorder that I know is out there. Um, because there was a movie about 23. But I got myself off on a tangent and forgot what I was If you wanted to look for the number 23 in the Bible or you could in probably, other places, you, you could probably find, find it. it. Yeah. Because that's what you're looking for. And and we've noticed, like, when we're researching topics and stuff, we'll see more and hear more about it. And even other podcasts suddenly are discussing the same topic. Right. And here's a, a real good one, real-life experience. For some reason, I have found myself wanting a Toyota. Redneck. Toyota. <laughs> Toyota. <laughs> a to- how do you say it? Toyota. 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 <laughs> Toyota. Forerunner. And... Ever since I've decided I think I want one, I have seen a million of them on the road. Every other car is a forerunner. So I'm looking for it. So if you're looking for a thirteen, you can find a thirteen. Right. So I don't I don't like giving something a stigma of unlucky just because you chose to look for it. 
Right. And that's, you know, that's that's why I'm just pointing out, like, these are some of the reasons why it's considered unlucky that people went and were looking for. Like, it says that the 13th Psalm involves wickedness and corruption. Well, probably a lot of the Psalms involve wickedness and corruption. The Bible holds a lot of it, yes. Yeah. So, 13 wasn't necessarily the only one. So, what would happen if... That wickedness and corruption had landed on 15. Would 15 be the unlucky? Well, it might be on 15. Like I said, I doubt it's the only psalm that talks about that. It just happened to coincide with me looking for a 13. Right. I mean, what's the, is it Psalm 24 that everybody knows? Psalms 23. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? 23. Okay, yeah. Um, So, I mean, that's talking about dying and you could... Living in a gangster's paradise? Yeah. Been spending most of my life. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to wrap it? Let's As not. No, no, stop. <laughs> I will mute you in a second. <laughs> Take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. Oh, muted. Okay. So um, the last one here is. And, and I tried to look this up. I'm not really sure what they're talking about. It says the circumcision of Israel occurred in the 13th year. I don't know if they're talking about actual circumcision or if Israel was cut off from something in the 13th year. I don't know. I, I wonder if that was... Yeah, I don't know. That's very strange. They said it was a bad thing. I kind of think circumcision is a good thing. It's it's a more hygienic thing, that's personal, for sure. Personal preference. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, anyway. not at, not at the thirteenth year though. That'd be kind of brutal. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know about that one, and I usually have a good idea of things, or it may just be used in a context that I'm not recognizing. Yeah, I'm not sure that they mean circumcision in the way that we're thinking circumcision well, there. I don't I don't know the history of Israel and if it was cut off from a certain land or another group. You know, maybe that's when they pulled themselves away from Egypt yeah, or something. I, I don't know. I don't know. But apparently it was bad. Right. And that... <laughs> Happened on the 13th year. So, um, another odd thing. The gallows. Yes, how amazing is this? Yeah, there traditionally were 13 steps to the gallows. And from what I was reading, it was, there would be 12 steps up. And then when you got up to the top, you had to take one step down onto the platform, making it 13. Right. The 13th step was like the last step you ever took. Yep. In case anyone doesn't know, gallows is where they hung you. So, that, yeah. I, I was actually unaware of that little tidbit of information. Oh, this next one cracked me up, and, and I'm going to share it, and then I'll let you talk about the yeah, next part. And this one's very true, very that, unlucky. Yeah, I was going to say, because it's going to sound really like sexist if you say it, but you've already made it sound sexist. Women <laughs> menstruate about 13 times a year based on a 28-day cycle. So the number 13 is bad because women get their period. <laughs> Which, I mean, you can ask any woman. Yeah, that's it. It sucks. But, I mean, look at the alternative. If she's not getting it, you're getting a baby. True. And um, 
Hard pass. <laughs> well, we've done that enough. Yep. Thank you. So we're going to move on now to myth number two, question mark. Yeah, because I didn't really know if it was a myth or not, but we're going to call it that. Yeah, so this rolls with the Knights Templar. Now, I think this is one of the bigger events that sparked the num- the unlucky 13 for now. And, and particularly like Friday the 13th. Yes, Friday the 13th. And I, you know, I, I remember reading this in another article that I had read about the Knights Templar, Templar that we um, were reading back when I forgot that other podcast name. But anywho, they were talking about it, so I was looking it up. But the Knights Templar were widely believed to be protecting the Holy Grail and other holy objects. Don't know if that's true or not. However, it um, you know that other podcast I was trying to think of? Uh-huh. It was us. <laughs> because we were talking about the island. Right. Where they are looking for treasure. Yes. Oak Island. Oak Island and the Money Pit were the... They believe the Holy Grail may have been buried. Right. Oh, my gosh. Shout out to us. Shout out to WTF was that. Also acted as a sort of bank to the European kings. Now, here's where the Friday the 13th starts to come into play for for unlucky. French King Philip IV lost a war with England and was heavily in debt with the Knights Templar because apparently they funded this war. Yeah, I guess he took out a loan from them because they held all the treasure. Right. So, King Philip IV conspired with the Pope and the Pope's name was Clement... The Fifth. The Fifth. Oh, I see the other line now. Yeah, bad. sorry, bad handwriting. To, and he they conspired, or he conspired with the Pope to have all of the members arrested as, and charged with Satanism and other crimes, and had them put to death. So, charged this this group of people who is protecting holy relics with Satanism, right? Stole all their shit and killed them, right? The roundup of the Knights Templar began. On Friday, October the 13th, 1307. So there's two 13s in there. Yep. 1307 and... October 13th. October 13th. Friday, October 13th. So another little tidbit of information that, oddly enough, I did know was witches, a witch's coven was believed to contain exactly 13 members. And it said the same for vampires, too. I, I think... People more readily believe that there were witches than vampires. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I do believe so because I don't think it ever actually mentioned um, vampires in the Bible, which we base all knowledge on. Yeah, and do, is a vampire group called a coven? I wouldn't call. I've always referred to them as houses or teams, like yeah. Team Edward, Team Jacob. Jacob was a werewolf. Well, there you are. See, <laughs> werewolves and vampires are teams, not covens. All right. Well, our third myth um, is that 
13 letters in a person's name means they are cursed. Or in another way I saw it put was, has the devil's luck. So um, that's just pretty straightforward. But some examples of that, Charles Manson, Jack the Ripper, Jeffrey Dahmer. Which we've done a show on. Theodore Bundy, also known as Ted Bundy. <laughs> I know that seems like obvious, but... Yeah, I get you because I honestly, I read it and like, Theodore Bundy? Is he kind of Ted? Oh, shit. He is Ted. <laughs> Albert DeSalvo and Adolf Hitler's baptismal name. Okay, hold up. Let's go back to DeSalvo real quick. Uh-huh. Did, do you know anything about that? I don't know a thing about him. Is he a serial killer? I think so. Okay. That's all I need to know. He, he murdered. This was a list of murderers. Okay. All right. Hitler. Hitler. His baptismal name was Adolphus Hitler. So he dropped two letters off of his name. Right. So his baptismal name has 13 letters. And um, as you pointed out, you went through and did all of our names. I did. I counted up all of our letters and our names in our immediate family people. And we had one. We, we all had like 11, 12, 14, except one of us. And that was my middle son. Who happens to be autistic. So, I'm not saying autism is a curse or that people with autism are cursed or have the devil's luck or whatever. But, just so happens that the one of us that has like a major disability that impacts his normal functioning in life and makes him aggressive has 13 letters in his name. Yep. So, yeah. Also kind of... On a little side note, with the number 13 in a name, Apollo 13 was the only unsuccessful moon mission that was intended to get men on the moon. Hmm. Also a good movie. Hey, look at, look at this. Another Friday, October the 13th, yeah. 1972. Yeah, I'm going to really be wary of October, Friday the 13th from right. now on. <laughs> now, honestly, this is a, a trip. So, you're Uruguayan... Air Force Flight 571 crashed in the Andes, killing 29 people. And hey, I, I think that was the one with the soccer team on it, right? Where they ate each other yeah, to survive. Yeah. I think you're right. And they ate the dead ones and yeah. were like trapped there for months. weeks and months yeah. until they were found. And I think only one survived. I don't know how many survived. It was, but it was a. A couple, like a soccer team and their families or something. Right. So it. That's a trip. Yeah. And oddly enough, I mean, okay, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm afraid of heights. I'm a little afraid of planes, although I have been on a plane and was okay. She didn't crash. I didn't crash because plane crashes statistically are are not that common. You're more likely to have a car crash. <laughs> Than a plane crash. Speaking of statistically not going to happen, you know there was a plane crash in the town next to us Friday night, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they're playing with a clothespin. Leave them alone. I just seen what they were doing. <laughs> um, the st- statistics of a, a plane crashing are, are pretty low compared to all the planes that fly every day. Well, on Friday, October the 13th, 1972, 
that was not the only plane to crash. What other plane crashed? Uh, it was a Soviet Aeroflot. I'm guessing that's a Soviet word. Um, crashed in a lake just off the runway and killed 174 people. I wonder what the times were on those two they crashes. they were like simultaneously. Yeah. So wouldn't that have been weird though if they were like, they happened at the same time? Yeah, that would be very weird. And I wonder what other events in the world were happening that may have triggered that. I wonder if it's like a, um, a solar flare. Where they lost, like, their their communications uh, yeah, or something. Or anything. I mean, something just didn't go right. Where navigation went wrong and they crashed into the mountains. And um, I don't know. There's a bazillion things that could have caused it not to take flight and crash into the water. But Well, um, just to go back a little bit, that Uruguayan flight with the soccer players. Yeah. 16 people survived. Okay, 16. So few more than what we thought but still I mean not good um I'm just looking up that date real quick to see if there was anything of note okay well while you do that I'm going to hit the next one where the 13th card in a tarot deck is the card of death which it really means the end or destruction of one thing in the beginning of another. Right, so death doesn't necessarily mean like you're right. dead. Not not killing over it actually means the end of that journey and the beginning of another. Right. And sometimes though that means like through destruction too though. Like it could mean like you get divorced or lose your job it could be what you perceive to be a bad thing but it ends up you grow from it and you end up going on to something bigger and better right not finding anything on october the 13th 1972 like as far as any big natural disasters or Anything like that that would trigger Something a couple else. of plane crashes. Hmm. So that's kind of weird. Wonder what the well, I start to say what the distance apart from them were geographically. Now you're asking too many questions. Well, I wonder how many thirteens <laughs> are in that number too. Do you want to go with some of the country significance to the number thirteen or numerology next? Um, I tell you what, I'm going to do the, our founding father stuff. Okay. So 13 and the United States. The country started with 13 colonies. The first flag had 13 stars and 13 stripes. And that was to signify the 13 colonies. Right. And we, we still have the 13 stripes to signify the original the original 13, 13 colonies and we're bumped up to 50 stars stars wonder when we're going to incorporate our properties yeah 
like the British Virgin Islands, the U.S. Virgin Islands, U.S. British Virgin Islands, something Virgin Islands and <laughs> in Puerto Rico. In Puerto Rico. Well, okay, I have a weird question for you. All and, right. And this is going to go into um, the Mandela effect a little bit. Okay. I swear when I was in like first, second grade that I remember there were 51 states. Do you ever remember there being 51 states? No. I couldn't tell you what the 51st state was. I, I don't ever recall. But I remember there were 49 in the contiguous U.S. and then Hawaii and Alaska. Which is 51. Yeah, I don't think that's right. I think it's 48. No, I, I know it's not right. <laughs> but I remember it. And it's one of the Mandela Effect things is that there are other people who remember there being 51 states. Yeah, I don't recall that. So I don't know if we were thinking maybe we included Washington, D.C. separately. Right. Or if we were talking about Puerto Rico. I don't know. But I, I remember 51 being the number. I do not. But to be fair, I don't remember a whole lot from the high school either. So and I'm, I'm a little crazy. Little. <laughs> so... So on, on the oh, back sorry. of your dollar bill, it's, it's got some. Wait, are, are you stepping on my toes there? I am a little bit. Okay, well, was, drive on with it. No, I was just pointing out where they were because I didn't write it down on there where you can find them. Oh, you? I thought you did. I didn't. Okay. Um, so many phrases associated with the U.S. contain 13 letters. I knew it. Cool. What is this? Copetus? 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 I don't know. Province? Providence? Barrier? Favors. Favors. Our undertakings? Yeah, that's what it means. It means Providence favors our undertakings. Okay. So, like, we're going to have good fortune in everything we do. All right, and there's another one here about um, I know you know how to say this one. Am I looking at it wrong then? E pluribus unum? Yeah, I sure know how to say that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was in um, National Treasure. You know, it, it may have been. <laughs> I haven't watched it enough to memorize the whole thing yet. E pluribus unum. One of many. Out of many. One. Oh, out of many. One. Which is kind of a reference to there's a whole bunch of states joined together to form one country. Right. I get that. So, E plur. How do you say it again? E pluribus unum. E pluribus unum. Out of many comes one. So all the states coming together. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty cool. Numerologists believe that the founding fathers intended the number 13, uh, I'm sorry, included the number 13 so often on purpose. Do you think they were doing it kind of like, an F you to Britain, like 
everything's about the number 13 because it was supposed to be unlucky. I don't like, know. Maybe they were doing it intentionally. Like, we, we make our own luck over here. I wonder if you went through and researched the British in that era, how many coincidences you would come up with 13 because you're looking for 13. Probably a lot. Like, how many buttons are on their petticoats? I, there's a good chance there's 13. Yeah, especially if you wanted people to think there were 13 and you just said there were because who knows how many were on there. Did you know <laughs> that on a button-up or button-down shirt, the one at the very bottom of the shirt is turned sideways? Wow. So if you can't see... You can feel that that's the last one, and it's where you start. That's actually where button up comes from. Oh, well, that makes sense. I do know that men's and women's shirts button on opposite sides. I've never noticed that. You can tell a men's shirt from a women's shirt, because and I don't remember offhand which one buttons which way, but one of them, the buttons is on, like if you're the one wearing the shirt on the right side, and one of them, the buttons are on the left side. Oh, that's interesting. I have to keep an eye out for that. So that's how you know if you're wearing a men's or a lady's shirt. Well, it would definitely feel weird. And I'm saying that, and honestly, if I, you know, because some women's shirts are very man-ish. Um, if you put that on, your natural movement is going to be like, should throw you off. Well, what the I, hell? I think more women know that than men because a lot of women, like I have some men's button-up shirts. The one that I have that's distressed with the right. bleach. Yeah. It's, a, it's a men's shirt. But I also have some women's button-up shirts. But when you put the men's on, does it feel awkward putting it on? I honestly, because buttons don't like me because I have big boobies, um, I tend to not button and unbutton my shirts other than enough to get my head out and I pull them oh, over the top of my head. Gotcha, gotcha. Because I don't want to widen the buttonhole and make them want to pop open. Gotcha, gotcha. That makes sense. So I only button one or two. You said boobies. I said boobies. <laughs> so I think that got um, our our fun little facts for the U.S. and the number 13. Yep. And so now we'll just talk a little bit of numerology. Um, I didn't get deep into this because, I mean, numerology is its own whole subject. And people get deep into it. There's all kinds of stuff that tie into it. So I only scratched the surface. But in number 13, kind of like in the, the tarot deck... In numerology, 13 signifies upheaval and destruction. But once again, the change can be positive. And you were talking about like when you get looking for things and you see it all the time. Right. Well, have you ever had a time when you weren't looking for something, but just everywhere you were seeing that thing? Like you saw that number just everywhere over and over or, um, you know, you kept seeing this one thing repeated like it was jumping out at you like a message I'm not really that's like throwing up a flag right now like used to I would see the number 23 all the time but I was a huge Michael Jordan fan so I may have been subconsciously looking for it right well it says if you see the number 13 a lot the universe could be telling you a changes on the way right and, and part of that is like if you're noticing the number 13 a lot because a lot of people do have that fear of the number 13, it's not out there in the world as much. People don't put
put it in their license plate number intentionally. People don't have it on elevators. People don't, you know, it's not on a clock. So if you're running into things like where every time you go to the store, your total's like 13, 13, right. and that kind of stuff, like, okay, maybe pay attention. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Because something, some sort of big change is coming. But don't go out just looking for it either. Right. Don't like, <laughs> oh, there's a number 13. There's change coming. I'm going to have to quit my job. And no, doesn't necessarily mean that. But like, you'll notice, I've, and, and this is a popular one. Um, I tend to look at the clock at 11.11 a lot. I always look at the clock at 9.11. Yeah. So that's just a, it's a popular one. I always heard that you were supposed to make a wish at 11.11. And for some reason, my brain, I look at the clock and, oh, it's 11.11. Right. So Mine's just pure coincidence. Yeah. It just happens to be a time when you think to check your watch. Sometimes like when I wonder, oh, what time is it? Oh, look at that. It's 9.11. So, if we had a thirteen thirteen, oh, that would be cool. <laughs> Which I guess we do. One thirteen would be right. Thirteen thirteen in military time. Mm-hmm. It yeah. would be. So now I'm going to start noticing. I look at the clock at one thirteen, and I'm going to freak out. Yeah. So, um, any other interesting things about the number thirteen in your life that you can think of? Not off the top of my head. Any particularly memorable Friday the Thirteenth that you've had? Hmm. This is a trick question. No. Okay, because I'm nothing's really jumping out. Well, you weren't in a plane crash. You have been in a helicopter crash before, though. You could talk about that. <laughs> um, actually, no. I learned how to crash a helicopter, and I have been in a plane crash. Oh, okay, that's right. You have been in a plane crash. Yeah. Um, but you didn't have to eat anyone. No, but I literally no joke shit my pants. <laughs> Grown man admitting it. <laughs> I, I ain't gonna lie. Man, when you touch down and your the landing gear collapses under the front of the plane, and the flight the plane nose dives into the tarmac, it's scary. I feel like in in that situation because you're usually like calm under pressure and you don't panic in situations. Period. So I feel like if it scared you enough that you shit your pants, if I was ever in that situation, I would be a fatality from having a stroke and a heart attack at the same time. Well. It's like this. If you say, if if the pilot says, all right, fellas, we have a malfunction with our landing gear, this is going to be a little rough landing. Brace yourself. All right. I am anticipating coming down a good, good hard jar and skidding to a stop and hopefully not catching on fire. Because right, that's a, a rough landing. Yes. Like turbulence. <laughs> so... When you're expecting a smooth landing that you have taken hundreds of times, and when it touches down and it doesn't happen, and the front of the plane it should where it should have stopped did not stop, and mind you, we're still cruising about 200 miles an hour, mm-hmm. and the front of the plane goes straight to the ground. Yeah. Did the pilots die? No, nobody died. Oh. They they landed the plane fine. We were actually touching the back landing gear was down and on the tarmac and we were coming in and it took and as the nose come down to you know, land on back on the ground, the um it snapped. No, it just folded back up in the plane. Oh. It just like went right behind us and the nose went down. I bet just, you were sparking like a bitch. Oh, I imagine so. <laughs> 
I mean, I, I bet there's not a number 13 plane seat or a row 13 in a plane. I don't know. Bet that's one of those things, too. Maybe so. But there are seat and row 13s in, like, concert arenas and stuff. There are, because we've been on 13, I think. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've had seat 13 before, I know for sure. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's not considered an unlucky thing. Never. Most concerts aren't unlucky. No, because you're getting to listen to music. That's right. So it's always a good time. Live music is always great. Support your live musicians. Especially once the world opens back up, because yes. they're hurting right now. Poor guys. Watch their YouTube or Facebook lives and all that stuff and buy their merch. Yep. So I guess on that note, um, we'll do a little housekeeping. Oh, yeah, housekeeping. Hang on. I didn't even... I, I'm so unprepared. <laughs> oh, I'm fired. Nah, you're not fired. It's because it's the 13th episode and I forgot it. Our lucky number 13 for us. <laughs> they say if you make it past seven, you're doing okay. We made it past seven. Yeah, and our, our listeners are growing bit by bit. Yeah. Guy in France, we still don't know who you are, but you're still there. That's right, and we appreciate you. Thank yeah. you. Um, And, I mean, we've got people all across the country listening now, so that's pretty yep. cool. Got a couple in, I mean, um, across the world as well. Yeah. So, our intro music and our outro music by House of Curses, um, a local band to us, and they're great. Listen to their stuff. They're metal, but they're not like screaming about death kind of metal. Yeah, they're cool. Um, our Facebook and Instagram is WTF Was That Pod. That's where you can comment on our Facebook. Not so subtle hint there. Comment on our Facebook. Let us know. We have stickers. No one wants stickers. Message us your address. Email us your address at wtfwtpodcast at gmail.com. You can have stickers. Woohoo, stickers. Yeah, Dwayne has stickers. Yes, I do. He's got like 40-something of them. Yep. All free, just for you guys. If you message us your address. Yep, yep, yep. And I guess I'm going to throw out there, too, because I've heard everybody else doing it lately. Um, if you like our podcast, give us a review on your podcast service. Apple, Stitcher, whatever you're listening to us on. Yeah. Throw us a review. You can say whatever you want. Just give us five stars. That's right. <laughs> Helps get us out on, on some lists and get some more attention to us. Yeah. Share us with your friends, that kind of yeah. stuff. And like we've we've said in the past, we may not be your cup of tea. But we're somebody's cup of tea. Yeah, you're my cup of tea. Oh, you're my cup of tea, too. Even sweet tea. You know, we could be somebody's sweet tea. Okay, now, come on now. <laughs> so, look at this. We're rolling one fifty or 57 minutes in there. Yeah, we're probably going to cut out like 10 minutes of Ish. mistakes. But we did pretty good. Yep. Good lucky number 13 episode. Yep, good lucky number 13. So, for the 13th time... Hit the button.